Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. This episode, we're going to talk about healing journeys, and how for most of us, they are the farthest thing from being linear. This question came from a response on Instagram. So each week, we've been asking the community on both Self Healer Soundboard and my personal Instagram, Jenna Weekland. There are questions for our question put up each week for you guys to send in your questions and topics that you would like us to discuss. So I pulled this one from there that really spoke to us. And the actual response is please discuss seeing a huge growth in progress and then navigating a huge downturn in progress. So as Nicole's saying, healing is very much not linear. It is very much an up and down roller coaster. Yeah, so I wanna first acknowledge um, anyone out there who's resonating with this question, all of us who have been making new choices and beginning to see the accumulation of growth. Um, And I'm highlighting that part first because growth doesn't happen overnight. I know for me, I didn't start to make new choices and my world didn't change immediately. However, over time, very gradually it did. So first I wanna honor that growth piece of this question. Anyone out there who's seeing the progress, right, means that, you're making new choices. We're already shifting out of that autopilot, as we say, or all of the conditioned patterns that most of us have been living. Which brings me to the second piece of this. Our subconscious mind actually doesn't like all of this progress. As we begin to change more and more, as we begin to think new thoughts, to be a new way in the world, in our subconscious mind, it begins to feel threatened. We talk a lot Um, in our content, in our work in the circle about familiarity and how for our subconscious, that which is known is that which is safe. It's predictable. So anytime we venture again into progress, into new things, we have a pull to go back to that familiarity. It's actually called the homeostatic impulse. It's that desire to actually return to those familiar conditioned patterns. So I'm saying all that to say, That growth followed by downturns, setbacks, whatever we want to call them, returns to the familiar is actually continued evidence that we're changing because our subconscious, again, gets more and more threatened as we do more and more new things. I really love and appreciate starting this conversation off with that acknowledgement that Nicole's mentioning that even having that awareness of seeing huge growth and progress Yes, you may be noticing it very much in contrast of what you're seeing as, you know, a downturn or a breakdown. And in a lot of ways, too, that downturn or that breakdown, I keep putting it in quotes in my mind as I see that because I think it really serves a purpose. And it's very much that contrast of, you know, things were going so well and now they seem to be falling apart. Well, the very fact that they feel like they're falling apart also allows you to see how much progress you have made, how far that you have come to really have that contrast and comparison. So there really is a beautiful teacher in that, you know, quote unquote downside. But I do appreciate always, Nicole, starting off with with that acknowledgement for yourself and that acknowledgement to you even being here to see that huge growth and progress and to be sort of in this pitfall now does say a lot about how far you've been on your journey. And Also acknowledging that our journeys are just that. They are journeys. They are lifelong journeys. So it is a rise and a fall continuously. And that next pitfall will be in relation to the last rise that you had. And again, it serves a purpose and a teacher because it's only showing up now because you're also at a place in your evolution where you're equipped to be able to deal with it and to handle it. 
I love Jenna, how you always point out and in terms of teaching, you always remind me of the importance of that contrast. And I, I love kind of how you're offering this in response to the question here, right? We can only define something as a downturn if we do have that opposition, that mm -hmm. progress, right? The growth to contrast it with. And you're always a, a great reminder to me that because a lot of times we only see the one side of the coin when we're stuck in what we're calling a downturn, we almost lose sight of the other side of that, of the progress, of the fact that we can even define something in opposition to. Bringing me to another point that I just want to explore here, which is what is the meaning of downturn, right? So that can mean something different for all of us. And this is where it becomes really subjective, right? What are each of us defining as a downturn. Another word that I've heard used is setback, right? We're using all of these words and what actually are we seeing that is resulting in that definition? What is it that we're believing to be a downturn? And here's why I'm offering that using my own self as an example. As someone who, based on my own past experiences, I shifted my life into doing. Do, do, do. I became, those of you who read How to Do the Work, the overachiever archetype, always keeping myself busy. And I'm sharing this for a particular reason, because for me, as I began to heal, right, part of my healing journey meant peeling back that conditioning of doing and learning how to just be, right? So just putting a little challenge out there that for some of us, right, what we might be defining as a downturn, as a stop, as a setback might look actually different than how we've been living life, but might not actually be a quote unquote setback at all. So for me, the less I did, the more I was actually healing. And I'm sharing this because I know societally in our culture, a lot of us do define things as setbacks or as stops or as hurdles or as downturns, for instance, when we're not doing as we once did. It doesn't though mean that it's a negative space that we're in. I love that. And it's I think replacing judgment, whenever we're judging ourselves or another person or any experience, if you start replacing judgment with notice and just begin noticing things, you'll begin to, as you do in your healing, you have to be that foundation of consciousness, right? You have to be a witness to yourself. So if you replace judging with noticing, you go into a mindset of, of just being an observer, of not going into all of the feelings and emotions attached with critiquing, which usually is ridiculing in some way or perfectionism in some way. And when you begin to just notice and be, as Nicole is saying, and extend that kindness to yourself, extending kindness to those who are kind and also more importantly to those who are unkind. And a lot of the time that unkind person is ourself to ourself. And it's our responsibility then as adults in these moments when we are feeling things, you know, break apart or when things are really great and triumphant to still be able to notice and to be and extend that kindness to ourselves. Really great point to illustrate here too, right? What language are we using? For some of us, we might not even be speaking it outward. It might just be the criticism in our head. Really watch the labels that you're putting. Watch what you're defining as a downturn again or a setback um, and pulling back that label and maybe offering in a more objective one, just seeing it for what it is, which brings me to another variable in healing, which is energy, right? When we're doing something new, we actually need more resources. We're firing up a new conscious part of our brain. Autopilot takes little to no energy to run on, which is why 
the large majority of us live our life there. So like Jenna's saying, becoming conscious, living in that conscious part of our mind, making new choices, all of this is takes an energetic toll on us. For some of us, that might mean being more embodied in our physical body, where our sensations or our emotions live, again, further increasing the resources that it takes to navigate life. So what am I saying really simply? Change takes energy. And again, back to my own journey, what I've learned and noticed when I don't have resources, when I'm tired, when I'm not sleeping well, when I'm not eating well, when I have projects and stress is high, those are the moments where all of my old habits go right out the window. Because just like you, I'm a human who in those moments when I don't have the energy to keep doing this new thing, I'm just as likely to fall into those old ruts. So again, the more we bear witness to ourselves, the more you can find these own patterns in yourself. So the, the asker of this question, again, anyone else who's resonating with this, our downturns, our setback, our shifting back into those familiar places in our mind or habits often do come at times when we don't have the resources to continue the change. So what does that mean? That might mean in those moments we tend to ourselves a little differently. We maybe release the judgment. Maybe we can be compassionate that, yeah, my habits are you know a little bit harder um, to turn away from in this moment because I don't have the resources available to me. So now I can make choices to replenish my resources so that I can continue, of course, to create change. While they're the same basic resources that we all need, like food, shelter, sleep for our own just baseline of health and mental wellness, really, those resources that each person needs are going to be unique to them. It takes being that witness of self, of noticing without judgment. It might be a smoother ride without judgment. If the judgment comes along, that's fine. But being that witness bearing that notice gives you the ability to then ask yourself what it is that you do need. And sometimes that thing that you do need, while it may be, you know, sleep, it may be movement, it may also be to cry. It may also be to just allow yourself to break down and also being able to hold yourself through that process. Um, This question spoke to me in particular because it's very much in this last year, I remember really, I sat down and journaled a lot actually about this um, and saw in my own self, you know, I've been on a healing journey for all of these years. Everything in my life is exactly how I spoke it to be years ago and put all of the actions into place. And it's really this magical sort of, oh my gosh, I have literally been the creator of my life. I love what I'm doing. I'm very present. I'm healing. I've healed certain relationships, let go of others. And for some reason, everything just felt like a horrific rainstorm all of the time. And when I sat with this, I I could not stop crying. And I think there was a period of days where I literally, I just needed to cry for days. And I noticed in myself and observing myself that it was so much trauma that, you know, I'm chugging along in this journey, like healing and transforming and growing and evolving. And then it actually felt like running full speed into a cement wall. Like I've done all of this progress. Why do I feel this way? And it really allowed me to be present to just how deep some past trauma and beliefs and conditioning really run. And also understanding that I'm at a period now in my evolution and healing where I have the tools and the ability to be equipped to handle certain things that I hadn't before or even past memories and old traumas that I had buried so deep back into my subconscious that I I wasn't present to them. And they almost come flooding back into my mind out of 
completely nowhere or what feels like left field. And dealing with that for the first time did feel very difficult because it was very new and scary. And I also, because I continue to cultivate this relationship with myself, of trusting myself, of having confidence in me and my own intuition as a guide, I knew that I also was allowing these new things to bubble to the surface or they were bubbling to the surface really without my say because I did now have the ability to deal with it. And dealing with it for me in that moment or those moments did mean allowing myself to just break down and unfold in tears for days to write it or to share it because for me that's helpful and really being able to acknowledge and hold myself in this loving awareness now and this kindness that I am here now because of all of the progress that I've made and like Nicole spoke on you know that that contrast I love contrast because we do so often forget that one can't exist without the other you can't have one side of the coin if you don't have the other side of the coin. So all of that, what feels like darkness, you know, you're cruising along and it suddenly feels like new darkness is pouring out of you when you've been floating around feeling like a butterfly, that can really hit you. And the amount of that darkness that feels like it's pouring out is also the same amount that is the light that brought you there on the other side. So it's in those moments. I I particularly love contrast as a teacher in all things. So maybe try that on too and see you know, the greatest pain is also likely because there was the greatest love. So, you know, with as much love that there is, there's also an equal amount of grief on the other side of it. Talk about peeling back the onion. I mean, like we began with this idea that it isn't linear. Um, Questioning, again, what are we defining? What is the meaning that we're assigning to whether we're calling it a downturn, a setback, maybe a a pile of tears or whatever, that brick wall like Jenna described it as, whatever it is for us, again, might be another layer of that onion coming back. It might not actually be going back to to step one, like a lot of us think it is at first. It might actually be a deeper level of healing that to speak to your very beautiful point, we are now ready for. Again, speaking full circle, my conditioning around overachievement, that desire to do, do, do for me was in protection. When I was in my body, when I sat still at a very young age, I was completely overwhelmed. So I left. I went away on my spaceship and I learned how to keep myself busy. So very similar to Jenna's journey, as I began to peel back my own layers, redefine what I was calling progress or lack thereof, I was met with a lot of darkness. I remember for probably a good six months, I mean, if there wasn't a day that I didn't cry, that was surprising to me. And a lot of us, you know, from the surface might have said, oh, I'm getting worse. I'm actually, what is wrong with me? I never felt sad before. I actually didn't feel much of anything. Now I'm feeling sad. And I think, again, on a very surface level, we could define that as a downturn. What's wrong with me? I'm going in the opposite direction from happy or from fulfilled. And again, it's just that onion being peeled back. Ultimately, um, whether or not we're meeting different layers of ourself in our healing journey or whether we're cycling through the non-linearity of progress, having those moments of progress counter with those moments of setback, what we're doing, and you spoke this as well in your answer, is we're actually cultivating trust and confidence in ourselves. We're showing ourselves that we can tolerate the highs, the lows, everything in between, and still keep moving forward. Maybe it's not in this moment that I'm going to keep moving forward. Maybe I'll even give myself a few days to replenish my resources like we've been talking about before I continue forward in my healing. Though if and when I continue forward in my healing, 
I'm rebuilding that trust because now I'm showing myself that I keep those commitments, those promises, those intentions I set, even if I'm coming back up right through that downturn. Yeah. And I would offer that even in those moments that you're pausing before moving forward, that pause in itself is moving forward. I truly believe there isn't actually a setback or I think in this question, the language was downturn. Each of those things that are happening to me, again, I'm very visual, is another stepping stone that is forward. Even if that stepping stone is a total pause or is total silence or that stepping stone is, you know, the walls crumbling around you and what feels like the ultimate pitfall, that pitfall is still progress. You quite literally don't ever go backwards in healing. It may feel that way. A lot of new things may come up, but you are always moving forward. And it's not necessarily, I know we've talked a lot about tears. Tears are definitely a big one for me that, you know, just happen sometimes. And it's, it's also what I realized, especially in this past year, when I was giving that example of, you know, feeling like great, I'm flying high. Life is amazing and totally consciously created. And yet everything just feels so painful and so dark. And aside from the tears, it wasn't necessarily just sadness. It was coming up in new emotions. Like, this anger or rage and resentment where relationships and situations and environments didn't work. Everything just felt extremely heightened, very frustrating. Everything felt like a dagger to my heart. It was very painful. And I wasn't used to all of this anger coming up or all of this resentment. And it it scared me at first because they were all new emotions to me. And I realized that You know, if I reflect back on my 34 years of life, anger, resentment, all of those emotions that were coming up like full blast were also the ones that I had always suppressed and always moved away from. And I thought, you know, I have all of these new environments and relationships around me and I haven't argued with anyone in like what what felt like literally 10 years. And I kind of prided myself with that and then started to realize, oh, it's because you've you've kept a moat and a force field up to everyone around you. You get, quote unquote, close to them and are authentic and vulnerable. You love them, connect with them. But then I go running the moment someone actually wants to connect with my heart. So I realized, too, I was allowing myself for the first time really as an adult to take my walls down, to allow my heart to be exposed, to even be proud of the work that I was doing or what I had created for myself. All of that came with a lot of new raw emotion that showed up in a lot of different ways. So, And I saw that too. The only reason that I had access to all of those things coming up now is because of all of the work that I have done on my journey to now get to a place where so many new things can rush in. And it's not going to derail me to the point that I'm so dysregulated my life really does crumble. It's more a teaching moment for me to observe, well, how does this physically feel in my body? How do I how do I actually feel? What does my physical body need? What does my heart need? What does my soul need? And I got to ask myself those questions and then deliver those things to myself to move myself forward on my own journey. And when you start to become your own proof on your healing journey, you just you get so grounded and so sound in really being committed to anything can happen around me. And I'm committed now to not being able to be swayed or, you know, having an eruption over here or an argument over here or a difficulty or something to grieve and not getting derailed and still being able to be sovereign and stand strong. And it it is a test. And it again, it's that contrast where I'm able to do it consciously now, where before 
I could have been quote unquote sovereign and, you know, not derailed because I was actually just dissociated and autopiloted and had all these guards up around me. So it, I couldn't actually let you get close. Mm -hmm. I love that. I want to repeat something you said, because I just think it's so beautiful when you get to be your own proof. I mean, this is what healing is Mm. about. We all have had the ways that we've adapted, that we've dealt with the stuff that we've been through and we've continued to use those ways. So all of you listening, I think most of you are becoming really aware of all of the ways that those old patterns don't serve us. And as we begin to heal, as we begin to create change, right, we walk through into the unfamiliar and it's a challenge. We meet different layers of ourselves that we've suppressed or ran away from. And then we're challenged yet again. How can I be present to new feelings? I know what I do when I'm overwhelmed. I leave. How do I now show up in a new way? How do I show up and stay this time? Which might mean I leave for a couple more times because I'm scared, right? And a lot of us, and again, whoever asked this question, these are the moments we might be limiting ourselves, saying, oh, we're moving backward. No, we're not. We're actually allowing ourselves to now give ourselves the opportunity at some point in a future to navigate this feeling differently. And again, it might not be now. We need the resources available to us. We need the tools and we need the support and we can get there. And every moment that we empower ourselves with choice, again, we're creating that trust and we're empowering ourselves to know how much we can tolerate and how resilient we really are. That trust is a big one. And even if it's an environment where you can't change your external environment. You can't change the environment at large. You can change or can choose, I should say, how you respond to it. And I know when you just mentioned that, I immediately go to, well, we have choice in every moment. You don't even have to choose choice. Everyone inherently has choice. And I immediately then hear everyone's rebuttal to that of, you know, well, what if this person doesn't have choice? They can't choose to leave or X, Y, Z. There's so many different examples. And we can't always change our physical surroundings. However, you do have the freedom of your own mind. You do have the freedom of your heart and your soul. And you can always consciously choose how you respond, how you interpret a situation. What meaning you give to this downturn? Is a downturn something now that is such a gracious gift from the universe for you to learn from. It's this beautiful contrast or is a downturn something that you're going to harbor anger and resentment over. So in each of those moments, both are fine. One is better than the other. One may give you a more smoother feeling ride. One may be more enjoyable, but neither are wrong and neither are right. However, it's your choice to choose how you want to respond, to choose what meaning you want to assign to, to every new pitfall or a triumph or a marker on your journey. Yes. And as a reminder, choice comes when we become conscious. And that's why we talk about consciousness, right? Learning to see these moments of growth, learning to see what am I doing? And we make that shift out of that autopilot. And then we gift ourselves with an opportunity to begin to make some new choices. So for those of you who are listening now or watching and want to make a new choice and who have experienced this what we're calling a downturn based on the question or, I don't know, breakdown, slamming into a cement wall as it felt for me, whatever that is for you, try on giving it a new meaning or a meaning in general right now that it really is a beautiful contrast. It's something to be applauded and it's really something to acknowledge and extend some loving awareness to yourself to really be able to 
hold yourself as you do walk your way into becoming your own proof that you do know what is best for you when you do become conscious to make those choices and allow yourself, like Nicole was saying, which is so important to just be and to be in the discomfort, to be in the silence, to cry, to let the anger out, and also to remember that those emotions that are coming up that are often what signal to us, oh my God, things are falling apart, this is a pitfall, this is a downturn, this is horrible, that's usually based off an emotion that we feel. And remembering too that those emotions are cycling through your body. They do not stay. They are physical sensations that run through you that you can choose the meaning you attach to them. And you can also choose to replace the judgment simply with noticing and watching them kind of roll through you and feel through you as you then choose how you respond to them and what they mean. Speaking of choice, I want to thank everyone out there who is choosing to tune in, whether you're listening or viewing our YouTube channel. Um, as you're seeing, we are open to content, topics, questions, and we'll continue to put up calls for questions on the Self Healer Soundboard Instagram page, Jenna Weekland's Instagram page, and we'll also be looking in all of the comments. So please, we're listening. Anything you're interested in, any questions you have, please let us know, and you can be featured on a future episode. Thank you all for tuning in and also for your comments. We do get your DMs and your comments. We love seeing you guys on all of the different platforms and engaging with you. So thank you for the love and support. And also thank you for your just questions and curiosity and your own opinions that everyone is sharing in the community and really just creating and normalizing new and different and expansive conversations. So thank you. We love you and we'll see you next week.